Welcome back to another episode of Meeting of the Minds. I'm very excited today to introduce our special guest, Duke University head baseball coach, Coach Chris Pollard. Coach, how you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me on. Got you in some air conditioning. I hear you at camp. Um, how's things going at camp so far? It's been a good week. It's uh, nice to have a good excuse to get back out on a baseball field. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are taking all kinds of precautions, and but it is exciting to, to see the kids. I, I'm assuming you're working with kids, right? We're working with younger kids, and yes, we are taking precautions, social distancing, and masks, and uh, everything that we can do to keep these kids safe. But uh, I know we're all excited to be back out doing what we love. Right. And we talked about it a little bit before, you know, you have your, your whole staff there. It's probably the first time. Well, maybe not the first time you've been with them in a while. Is that right? First time in person. Um, we do a lot of uh, uh, Zoom contact with each other these days. But, uh, you know, uh, it's great to, to be back out on a field in a coaching setting with our staff. Yeah, I'm sure you've missed it. You've been around the game all your life. Um, and let's go into that. Like what got you into baseball? Do you remember your first memory of baseball? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I remember my dad uh, driving home from work one day, showing up in the driveway, and I'm out in the yard. And he just kind of told me, I was eight years old, he said, I signed you up for baseball pra uh, practice. And uh, is that something you're interested in? I just remember being excited. And, uh, you know, that was uh, a long time ago. That's approaching uh, now uh, 38 years ago. And uh, since, haven't missed a season over that last 38 years. So uh, it gets in your blood quick. Yeah, it gets in your blood. And, and you said you haven't missed the seasons. So I guess, you know, you kind of told a lie there, right? You got a little sidetracked this year. I wouldn't call it, you, you didn't really get your whole season in. How did that go? I mean, you guys were on fire, I think 12 and four at the time of, of the COVID pandemic. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, we had a lot of expectations coming into 2020. Uh, I had a had a team that was uh, coming off a of back-to-back super regional appearances and was ranked in the top 15 in the country. And I would say through the first 16 games uh, of 2020, we we lived up to those expectations. We were off to a, a, a good start in the non-conference schedule and had just uh, taken two out of three from Florida State to, to win our opening ACC weekend. We had a, a huge weekend coming up with uh, University of North Carolina and, and – uh, all of a sudden, uh, the you know the rug was pulled out from under us, and and about uh, midway through the week, we were we were on spring break when all of this unfolded. Uh, so about midway through the week, we you know the writing was on the wall, as the saying goes. Uh, but then waking up on the morning of Thursday, March the twelfth, I think it's a it's a day I'll never forget. I remember waking up early, turning on the news, and seeing that uh, two NBA players had tested positive for COVID and just thinking, uh-oh, is this, is this the beginning of the, you know, kind of the downhill snowball? And, you know, went to practice that day hoping for the best, but, you know, you have that sort of pit in your stomach. By 6 o'clock that evening, we had told our players that the uh, season was for all intents and purposes over with. Um, it, it, it was, you know, maybe the most surreal day from a, from a baseball perspective and from a professional perspective that I've ever had in my lifetime. And, and how emotional was it letting your players know? I mean, I'm sure the room was, was filled with all kinds of emotion. Yeah, it really was. Uh, you know, so it, as, as I've talked with, with 
everybody that that's asked me that question since, you know, there, there, there's a range of emotions from, you know, sort of the initial shock and disbelief, like, is this really happening? This doesn't feel real to the, um, the, the, the emotion of realizing, wait a minute, this, this might be the end of the season. And, you know, for your seniors, your, your, the, the fear is this, the, maybe the last I've, I've played my last baseball game. And so it, it's really run the spectrum. And, and then once, once the season was put on hold and eventually canceled that, you know, then you have, you sort of, sort of shift from, you know, maybe grief over what was or what could have been to worry about, okay, now how does this impact the future? And so it, it's, it's created a range of emotions. And, and um, yeah, I think as I've told our players and, and I've told other people have asked me, I think baseball players are inherently good at dealing with situations like this because you can't spend a lot of time in our sport worrying about things that have happened in the past. You have to be really good at, at shifting your mind and your mindset to the present, something we train a lot for in our program. Uh, but but it has it, it certainly has been a challenge at times over the last three months to to remain grounded in the present and not get too caught up in what could have been or on the other end of the spectrum create too much anxiety over okay what does this mean for the future? Absolutely, that's great. And, and the good thing about baseball players, I mean, they are so so hard when it comes to failure. I mean, they're hardened by that. They're, they're used to it. I, I hate to say that, but they usually get another shot to, you know, participate. They get another, they get another bat, they get another pitch, you know, get another ball hit to them. They don't now. How, how did your seniors, how did you, how did they take it? I mean, are they, how many did you have first of all? So we had seven seniors in our program. The, the, the good news is most of our guys are, are, are going to continue playing the game out of, out of seven seniors, uh, we had uh, one who signed a free agent contract and has moved on to professional baseball with the Chicago Cubs. We have five players who will come back and take advantage of the extra year of eligibility. And then we had one player who was a, you know, was a just a tremendous contributor to the success that we've had over the last three or four years, who decided, you know, based on some career aspirations that he had and and, and, and a job that he had already lined up, you know, sort of prior to all this happening to, to move on to that next career beyond baseball. So the majority of our guys are going to be in a position to continue their baseball career in some form or fashion. Awesome. That is, that's awesome because they're fortunate. They're, they're some of the fortunate few. There's so many baseball players in this country and, you know, there's only so many MLB spots and professional spots. So, uh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm I'm happy for you. So you, you mentioned it earlier, and that's what we're about. Mindset. We want to, we want to help train the brain and get kids and and athletes ready to, ready to go with the mental game. Um, how does Duke train the the mental side of baseball? I mean, I'm sure it would be. You guys got a pretty nice budget, so you could probably have sports psychologists come in. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yep. So uh, it, it's a multi layer answer. Uh, to your question, but we, we try to be really strategic and really intentional about how we train mindset. Um, part one is we are constantly teaching process, process development, and, and ownership of 
one's process. And specifically, we, de we define process is as the set of routines that you have in your day in and day out, not just on the practice field, but everything that goes into your daily routine. Um, we also include in our process um, the ability to use your breath to manage your heart rate and to recenter your focus. And then third, um, we talk about in our process the ability to be mindful. And, and all those things, I think, go hand in hand uh, in process, your routine, your breath, and your mindfulness. And specifically to your question, um, we employ a, 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 an instructor who helps train our guys and our staff uh, in, in how to be mindful, how, how to be intentional about training for mindfulness. Um, we do yoga as a team. That's certainly part of that mindfulness training. But we want to take that mindfulness even a step further. Um, I think another big part of uh, mindset training is really helping educate our guys through their time at Duke, but specifically when they first arrive at Duke, about what it means to really have a growth mindset and embrace failure. Not, not, not to fear failure, but to actually seek it out and, and look for opportunities to fail because that's ultimately what's going to propel you to growth. And yeah, that's, yeah. that's good. That's no, that's great. That's great. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's what helps you grow. Absolutely. And that's really hard for a, a lot of high achievers. And certainly the guys that we get at Duke are high achievers. It's really hard for high achievers to understand because they're used to being successful in everything they do from their academics to baseball, to their social life. And when they get to Duke, uh, in, a, in a lot of cases, it's the first time they've really failed on to any, you know, big degree. And, and part of our challenge as a coaching staff is to help these guys understand, hey, this is good, this is normal, this helps you, uh, because some guys that haven't failed a whole lot in their lifetime prior to, to getting to the collegiate level, they think they're doing something wrong. Or they sometimes think we're doing something wrong, uh, you know, and, and there's a pushback to that. So really getting guys to embrace that is another big part of it. I, I'm a huge believer that uh, – Having the proper mindset has to include gratitude. So we have to train for gratitude. We have to learn how to practice gratitude. Uh, it, that's not just a landing point that you get to, you know, the, the ability to be grateful. It's something you have to practice on a day in and day out basis. And then I think one of the most important, the fourth concept for us in mindset training is truly understanding how to get to a place to be a servant leader. We talk a lot in our program about servant leadership. And I think a lot of people would look at the concept of servant leadership and say, what, what, how does that uh, impact your own mindset? Well, simply put, my experience, the very best way to get out of your own head is to focus on the people around you. And, and one of the easiest ways uh, to get out of your own head is to focus on the people around you. So we train our guys to be external in their focus and not so much internal in their focus. And, and if a guy finds himself, you know, being kind of too consumed with, with his own internal focus, you know, hey, shift that focus to your teammates, shift that focus to the, to the people around you, and that can be really beneficial in helping you clear some of the clutter that may be holding you back from a mental standpoint.
That's that's awesome. Um, just talking about what we do as at Baseball Mindset. First, we have four mindset principles. And the very first concept, the gratitude piece. I am thankful for the opportunity to compete. We have our athletes say this over and over and over every day. If we're working with a team, they say it as a team. They say it out loud. Uh, there's power in that in that togetherness using the same words. We believe that. And the number two is I'm aggressive and relentless. Number three, I have no fear of losing or making mistakes. And number four, I never, ever give up. And when you say these things and look yourself in the mirror every day, your brain's going to start believing them, even if you don't. And that's what that's what we teach. And I thought, you know, you saying that about the gratitude is awesome. I, I, I love opening everything up. Hey, thank you for your time. I mean, this is so important. It's so important in our life to be grateful. And now we have an opportunity because we've missed so much. Your, your athletes, when they come back, they should be grateful for that opportunity. Could you go into that a little bit more? I mean, do you see your guys um, itching to, to be thankful to get back out there? Absolutely. And specifically, we, we, we talk about it. You know, we meet weekly with our team. We have a, a weekly Zoom call with our guys. And, and we've spent a lot of this quarantine time period really focusing on mindset training. We've brought in outside instructors from a lot of different backgrounds. We've, we've brought in guys who've written books. We've brought in guys who, who, who teach mindset for a living. We've brought in guys from the professional game to say how this is how we're doing it in Major League Baseball. We've brought in guys from the military to give their sense of what they're doing and how they're training it. Um, but on a weekly basis, we talk about the importance of being grateful for uh, not not just the positive things you have in your life, but also be grateful for those things that are challenging you. Be grateful for the adversity. Be grateful even for having to go through this experience because you're ultimately going to be better because you've had to go through this. I, right. I, I want our guys to know every time you are really challenged with something and you put persevere and you push through that, you become better. You use the term hardened. I like that. I think that's very true. Um, you do become hardened because of those experiences. And so look to be grateful for those things happening to you because ultimately they're going to propel you down the road. Yeah. Most times in our life, when we look back and say, when it's right in front of us, it's the worst thing that could ever happen. I mean, this is terrible. COVID-19 is, is, is driving me crazy. I'm here. I mean, I can't go anywhere. I got to wear a mask. But if you can look at it and say, stop, how can I make this the best thing that ever happened to me? If you can do that and have that mindset shift, you're going to move in the right direction. And even if you mess up and you don't get it done all you know, like you want to, at least you're, you're progressing each and every day. And that's what I, I feel like is the most important thing, getting better as a human every day. Yeah, we, we, we have a saying, uh, gratitude is the enemy of entitlement. You know, and, and one of the hardest things I think we fight as human beings is the, is the inclination to, to be entitled to say why me why why you know what um, and, and to focus on uh, you know why somebody else has got it better and I think the more we are active about practicing gratitude we, we push those thoughts and we push those inclinations aside yeah I'll, sh I'll shout out Duke right now um, you know I, I, sometimes I think about my kids I got to change diapers oh no oh I got to go outside it's 90 degrees you know I'm trying to get this this done. And then I just put my mind on my neighbor who goes down to Duke about once a week and has her little one-year-old daughter get chemo treatments. And you talk about a mindset shift. I'm taking my kids outside and I'm, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing hard. So that, I think that's the same thing. You can shift your focus. And you mentioned that at the very beginning 
uh, of the show, right? It's so funny you mentioned that because I think that is one of the easiest places. Perspective is always one of the easiest places to find gratitude, right? When you when you have perspective about your situation and you you talk about your neighbor. Um, I've had players before um, that I, I I'll point to the sky. You know, we where we practice is just a few hundred yards from the the medical center at Duke. And, and at least once a practice, we'll have one of the Duke life flight choppers, uh, the helicopters fly over our heads as they're heading to or from the hospital. And it's a powerful reminder. And I've even stopped in the middle of a bullpen one time. I told a pitcher, I said, look up. I said, you think you're having a bad day. Uh, that individual that's in that helicopter right now is having a bad day. You're, he must have been bad in the pen that day, huh? Well, the, the thing we have to remember is that we're out on a baseball field. We don't have bad days, right? We either have good days or we have great days. But right. uh, compared to what other folks are having to go through and deal with, uh, I think that having that type of perspective is really important. Yeah. Well, I know you place a, a lot of value on it. You bring all kinds of instructors in. I'm, I'm a little shocked that Duke doesn't just provide a, a sports psychologist for you, but um, we, do. we do. I have, to, I have to, uh, to give a shout out to the great sports psychologists that we have in our department. Uh, uh, Dr. Greg Dale, who's a, a four time author and, and uh, has been a big part of our program and mindset training. And, and Dr. Sean Zeppelin, who kind of works on more of the one on one clinical side. Uh, both those guys do such a great job for our athletics department. So we are blessed with some great resources in that area. I might have to drop your name and get them on the show one day. You wouldn't mind, would you? I'd be happy to, to, to help facilitate that. That's awesome. I appreciate that, Coach. Um, so the number, what would you put on it? And everybody this week has said the Yogi Bear quote. So, you know, you can do it if you want, but just know everybody else has. <laughs> so it's funny. I, I, I Still with me? Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, it kind of froze up. You okay. good? Okay, yeah, there you go. I think so. We're good. I think this is such a great and interesting question, and, and maybe I'm going to give a kind of an unconventional response. Good. I, 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 my hope is that through our mindset training, we try to get baseball to really not be mental at all. And, and, and ultimately what we're trying to do uh, with our mindset training is help guys recognize what distractive thoughts hold them back, right? So um, we want ultimately for our guys to be very freed up to the point where their physical ability really takes over and there's not a lot of conscious thought that's happening when they're in the competitive setting. And so we know that uh, an elevated heart rate can, can impact performance negatively. So we want to teach guys how to regulate that heart rate. We know that um, fear of failure can, can hold guys back in terms of allowing their physical ability to take over. So we want to rewire how guys feel about failure so that they can be re relentless and aggressive. And then ultimately, we want to give guys a skill set. We, we call it a, 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 a toolbox of things that they can utilize to depending on how you like to describe it. Some people say you can't really clear clutter, that those thoughts are there. Um, but I think if you can't clear clutter, you can definitely compartmentalize clutter. 
and you can get it out of the way so that in that moment, you're freed up to be fully present, fully in the moment, and fully committed to that task at hand. And, and when, you, when you're in that state, uh, you're hopefully not thinking very much and therefore not very mental because all of the, the mental training has already happened and allows you to be very physical when you're on the field. Man, that's, that's amazing. Aggressive, relentless. We talk about that. I mean, I think I even mentioned it. I'm aggressive and relentless. Maybe that's why you said it. Um, and, and then it's a flow state. That process that you talked about earlier that you've been putting into place has now gave them a tool that you know, maybe it's an anchor. Maybe it's a reset button. Maybe, you know, they, they caught that distracted thought. And now they're doing, I don't know, the old Tony Robbins thing. And, and they think about all the great things they've done. And now they're back in the present and ready to go. Do you guys teach that? Any anchors or reset? Yeah, I think I, I think there's a lot of different ways guys can get there from from using their breath to um, you know to to having a a self talk that they use or or to use the expression having something that recenters them. Um, I, I think routine is really powerful for that because hopefully guys get so invested in the completion of their routine that that clears some of that thought out of the way anyway. But I think all of those things have a, 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 a powerful benefit, but I think they're unique to each guy. So, right, some guys will be um, more inclined to use self-talk. Some guys will be more inclined to use box breathing. Some guys may be more inclined to use, uh, um, you know, a, a, uh, specific mindfulness routine that they go through. Uh, that's what I think is really cool is that there's not a one size fits all. It's, it's really helping guys kind of figure out, this is what I get energized about. It's about helping guys figure out which tool works best for them. That's beautiful. It, and we are, we start with a self-knowledge ser series. They go over a checklist and basically they get ranked. What do they need? What do they work, need work on? Goal setting, uh, aggressiveness, being in the present moment, injury recovery, sleep. And, you know, we, we, we work on them suited to them. We're not giving them the, the, the pill that says this fits everybody. No, it doesn't. But if you try this, it may work for you. There, there's processes. I'm going to give Duke another shout out, and I do it often uh, this week. Jacob Casper, former uh, two-time All-American wrestler. You heard of him? He's a stud, man. He's a freaking freak. <laughs> Excuse me. But. Yeah, no, he's a he's a terrific young man. I've oh, gotten yeah. to know him very well, and uh, yeah, special kid. He is really is, and he's going to be doing some big, big things in the future. I already know it, but um, that's what he said. We took the we were like the cheat code on Nintendo back in the day. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna we're gonna give you some processes now. Like you, you can do it on your own. You can figure it out. But most people don't know to look for it. I mean, they don't know what to do. They hear that voice, but they don't know how to shut him up. That's right. How would you shut that voice up? What's one thing you would do? You know, it's interesting. Um, for me, I, uh, I, I would I, I would tend more to, um, to to things that clear thoughts versus maybe compartmentalize or towards a self-talk that maybe creates thoughts. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a routine driven guy anyway. So, you know, to the point, probably some people say, well, you're a little neurotic about it. But I, I think if you can get into that, you know, if you're in that competitive moment and you can be fully invested in whatever that kind of 15 seconds is between pitches, that's 
It's basically what it is in our sport where you have a, a, a ritualistic approach to being ready to throw that next pitch. Well, that gives you something to occupy your, your mind during those 15 seconds and really doesn't allow for much time for extra thoughts to creep in because you're so invested in what it is you've got to do to complete that cycle all over again. Yeah, get that checklist. Punch, 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 punch. Here comes the pitch. Hey, we're playing ball. Let's go. Punch, 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 punch. Right. Is that what you mean? Absolutely. That's great. And and we sell we sell our, our pre-match routine, pre-game routine, whatever sport specific we're working with, um, alone. It stands alone because you have to have these common thoughts, these common processes in place before you compete. I mean, it's it's going to help you. So I'm glad you touched on that. That's awesome. Look, I know your time's fleeing. We got five minutes. Um, if you were to close up with anything about mindset, what's the one thing that you would say? Boy, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I think I've tried to do a better job and I try to challenge our, 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 our players. Make sure you're a lifelong learner and, and, and really take time to educate yourself um, because I think that's where you ultimately, in that constant search for self-improvement and, and finding that, you know, we, the, the, the term, and I've, uh, I've uh, read a book recently, Atomic Habits by James Clear, and, and talks about that 1%. You're constantly looking for that 1% improvement. And I think there's, there's certainly for a lot of players out there, a lot, a lot of competitors, in, in, not just in baseball, but in all sports, that's where those 1% can really come from. It may not come from 10 extra swings in the batting cage or, you know, uh, an extra bullpen a week. It may come from that advantage gain by really refining your, your mental approach, that mindset. Um, but but I'll, I'll add one other thing because you hit on it. When in doubt, I think gratitude always works. I love that. That's so, that's so good. Um, man, I really appreciate your time. I wish we had, I could talk hours about mindset, especially with someone you've been very sharp. Like I know you've been studying the mindset for a while. You can tell. Um, and, and I was going to say this, Dave Ramsey says this to be like no one else. You got to be like no one else. And you, you kind of mentioned that didn't say it that way. And I thought, Hey, that's why this guy right here is coaching at Duke. I mean, he's, he's doing things that other people don't do. And, it shows. So thank you for your time. And if there's anything we can do for you at Baseball Mindset, please let me know. And good luck. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to see the Blue Devils in action again. I can tell you that. Thanks for having me on. Great to talk with you. Yes, sir. Take care, Coach Pollard. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's the heat today, man. We just brought the heat at 12 o'clock. Baseball Mindset, North Carolina Duke head coach. Chris Pollard, and man, he's got it figured out. And we talked a little bit after uh, we got off the air, and and another thing he mentioned is now now that he's a head coach at such a prominent program, he didn't say this, I did. You're sitting on top of one of the, the best programs in the country, Duke University, are you kidding me? And he's really built this baseball program, and they've been good, but they've been really good since he's been there. Top 15, big year, 12 and four. So, his main objective, he lets his assistant coaches do the work. He lets them go grind it out. They're hitting ground balls, and I'm sure he does it. But his main focus is mindset. I'm going to say that again. His main focus is mindset. He, he looks at how can we get these kids to be the best versions of themselves each and every day. 
and the tool, the tool bag uh, approach, I'm, you know, that's that's golden. Put this in your tool bag. Put this anchor in your tool bag. Put this alter ego in your tool bag. Put this breathing thing in your tool bag. Hey, put this pre-match routine, this pre-game routine in your tool bag. And when you put all these tools in your bag, you're going to sharpen up. You're going to sharpen up your body. You're going to sharpen up your mind. Uh, you're going to have avenues that uh, can take you places you never thought you could go. Because there's a there's somebody inside of you. It could be a thought. It could be a brain. I mean, it could be a, a voice. It could be a you know a feeling. It could be something that's holding you back from being the best version of you. And say, no, it's, it's it's too easy. Don't do it. Or I'm sorry, it's too hard. Don't do it. You shouldn't do that. That doesn't make sense. You can't do that. Why do you want to run that? Why do you want to go out? Why don't you want to wear a mask? You, the ultimate job of the human brain is this, to keep you safe. It wants to keep you safe. It wants to keep you comfortable. And when you can realize that and say, you know what? I'm going to control you now because I'm going to make myself uncomfortable. And as I always say, uncomfortable now equals comfortable later. Pay now so you can pay, so you can play later or you can play right now. Your literally career, your high school career, your life, your marriage, but you got to pay later because you, you never made time to really solidify anything in your life. Everything was just, oh, I'm comfortable doing it. I'm just going through the motions. We got to get out of that, guys. So Chris Pollard fired me up. I've got two more interviews today. Bradley Rudersell coming up next. Davy County High School head baseball coach. I'm excited to talk to him. And then we're going to wrap up today with the reform sports parent, Nick Bunacor. I hope I said that right. And he's going to help me correct that. Nick Bunacorn, the reformed sports parent. Check that out. These guys are pushing out stuff from quality coaches, Mike Fox, Cliff Godwin, you know, these names, these baseball names that you should know if you're in a collegiate game. And they're saying things that parents need to hear because there's some crazy parents out there. And we got to start we got to start treating our kids a little bit better so, so they can be a little bit more successful in life. So we got to take ourselves. We can't live through them. We'll get on that later. But that's all the time we have for this episode of the Meeting of the Minds. Duke coach Chris Pollard. Oh, man, again, so fired up. Coach Croc is going to come back to you in a real quick bit. I'm going to get a little bit of water, go run a lap and get ready for Bradley Russo coming up next. And that is a wrap from today's podcast. I'm Gene Zanetti from Winning Mindset. Make sure you guys go to our website. Make sure you go to zwinningmindset.com. Make sure you buy the book. The ebook is great, excellent information, represents some of the great information that we've learned from top athletes, working with some of the top teams and individuals all across the country. Go to our website, zwinningmindset.com. Make sure you get the ebook. Also, Make sure as an individual, you sign up for the one-on-one -on -one free trial consultation. That's the one-on-one -on -one free trial consultation with one of our mindset coaches. The best results always come from one-on-one -on -one attention, whether it's strength training, whether it's technique, or whether it's mindset. One-on-one -on -one is always the best. Thanks for staying with us. Make sure you join us next time for the next episode. Mindset makes the difference. Have a great day.